Go. <laughs> Welcome back to Dysfunctional as Fuck. Dysfunctional as Fuck. Um, today we have Ellie. Ellie Perk. Hey. Percocet. Percocet. Percocet on set. <laughs> we, she's going through pure emotional damage right now. So the first thing thought actually in Cameron and I's head was put her on the podcast. <laughs> Content. Because what else is more dysfunctional than me? Than filming. Functional as fuck is your podcast name. I was like, oh my god, I have to be on that. You have to, because that is. I mean, I think three words to describe me are dysfunctional as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I think um, if you don't have a tattoo already, I would get that just like tramp stamped on your ass, basically. No, she'd get one of those like ones that's a uh, Chinese lettering down her back, and mm, it, it looks Riley really. Reed. It looks, looks really cool. She but was it's- way too fast on that. <laughs> Whoa. She was yeah, like, wait, wait, back up a she was Ellie. really, she was really fast on that. So we know what Ellie does in her free time. <laughs> My mom's gonna watch this. Your mom, hey, Mama knows. <laughs> I feel Parents know, and they're like, "My kid is." Oh my god! Oh. Block her like, I got a blocker from my Instagram. Yeah, story. maybe. Okay, well, yeah, both both of them are drinking. I'm the only sober one here, so that's gonna. I'm be having it. one glass of wine, and I'm sober. Same. This is only five percent alcohol. That's what they all say. Okay. But uh, Ellie, you're um you're going through something right now, right? Yeah. What are you? What's what's happening? Give us like a brief overview of the context. Do you want like the week, like a week? I want like a, a week really quick one? overview. Okay. Yeah. Like a draft. So last Sunday, draft. <laughs> draft. not this past Sunday. So like a week, a week ago yesterday, my grandma died. I had to move out of my apartment and move into a new house by myself. And then my like person that I've kind of been with for like a little while. Uh, did some kind of disrespectful things to me on Saturday. So I haven't really talked to him, but I've just been going through like a lot of changes recently. And yeah, it's just kind of been a lot. When you say with, is this in the context of a relationship or what was the context of that? I don't really know. It's not, it's not a committed relationship. It's okay. Just so it's not labeled by any means, but no. it's something that you guys have been mutually exploring For in a very free sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. Are you scared of change? Is that what's freaking you out? I mean, yes. And I think I'm the type of person where it's like, I either will avoid change at all costs and I hate it. Or like one day I'll wake up and be like, okay, let's change everything about my life right now. And then just be like, like, fuck it and like go. Like I just get either really impulsive. So I avoid change at all costs until I get like really comfortable and then I'll get really uncomfortable. But I won't do anything like too crazy. So basically you only like change if it's your decision. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if someone's yeah. forcing change on you, it's uh, no. horrible. Can't. Like, no, I mean, yeah. I like it when I have a really, I have control issues. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, that con- one could be established. <laughs> control issues. Um, do, you, do you feel like you've, you had a lot of control as, your, as a child? Or how was that? Oh, I had no control as a child. Okay. Well, so a little context. We went to the same school. Yeah, we did. Yeah, like I, I have passed her in the hallways when mm-hmm. she was, how old are you? How, when did you graduate? 2018. Okay, so you would have been a year behind my sister. So I would have been like eighth grade whenever you were there. Okay, middle school. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just about the end. But yeah, yeah we was like, we went to a Christian school, very stand. Are do you still consider yourself a Christian or? Um, I would say, I mean, I definitely believe in God. I don't think I like. You could, you could say spiritual. You can say... Spiritual. I'd say okay. spiritual. Yeah. That's, that's around the route that I'm in yeah. now. Um, do you think that a lot of the things that you learned in school, like that were preached, affect who you are now? 
Honestly, that's a really good question. I don't. It's really a question. Yeah, it is a question. <laughs> good. I think the way that we grew up, especially, Christianity felt very culty to me, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it was either like, have you seen the documentary Eat, Sleep, Pray, Obey? Not yet. Okay, you should watch it. It's really, it's about like, kind of like that Christian, like Christian household where like, you have the picture perfect family on the outside, but inside like, you're broken, you're, you're, broken, you're hella, like you're dysfunctional. This, like, dysfunctional as fuck. And like, I think I deal with a lot of that, like a lot of just like shame and like guilt and like not, never wanting to be the person who anyone has a problem with. Like I'm always like the fixer or like, I can't stand it when people are mad at me. Like I can't, like I'll apologize to you first, even if I know that you are, that I was right and you were wrong, just to like get get done with the conversation. Like I'll know I'm right. Like I know that like I could have won that argument, but to save your feelings, like I'm not going to tell you how I feel and give you my opinion. There's like, con cause like for me, which we've talked about previously, like conflict because like you said, you know, the white picket fence house, whatever, but inside, you know, I think my family and I'm guessing yours, like screaming and yelling was the way to fix shit always. Yeah, sometimes, but yeah. And for me, conflict, like I, I hate conflict. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't, like someone I care about. If it's a random ass person on the side of the street, I really don't care if they're mad at me. Yeah. People I care about though, it's, it's a problem. Right. So how do you, you know, grasp how to deal with that? Because obviously apologizing even when you're right isn't, always the best thing to do well yeah like even like like literally just a second ago I was like texting that person and like I, I said to him I was like you're so fucking stupid and then he was like okay bet like saying the conversation's over and I was like okay I'm sorry I didn't mean it that way because like even though I did mean like oh you're so fucking stupid like I knew I crossed a line and I was like okay I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry like like and then I like kind of hopped off like I was just like okay it's fine like it's all right like I said one thing he did something so much worse than that. And I'm yeah. the one being like, hey, I'm sorry. That was too far. Like, I'm sorry. Like, but I feel like that's definitely him trying to deflect the blame. <laughs> probably. Sorry, person listening. <laughs> probably. But I'm just saying, like, because if you're in the wrong and you did something way worse and someone said I'm stupid, obviously, like, if you get called stupid, it's not exactly the most hurtful thing in the world. I think people get called stupid. I get called stupid, I feel like, 10 times a day, let alone just by camera. Well, I think it's in the context <laughs> that I said it. Like, he was just like, okay, fuck you. But I mean, but, I but he's being stupid. But I think it's important to like understand, like, are you just feeding into the energy that's already happening by doing something of that nature? Like, is it pro progressing the situation in any manner? Or is it just a release that you're hoping will solve something, but you know, it's like throwing air at a wall. It's, it's just meaningless. Yeah. Well, I also think I was always scared to like say something like that to him. Like I've never like really stood up for myself or like gotten like, really mad at him where I've confronted him and be like, dude, like, fuck you. Like, why did you do that? Like, I've never done that before. And now I'm just like, okay, like, dude, fuck you. Like, like I'm not going to do that again. Cause like I stayed silent for so long, like literally eight months where like, I just like let this stuff happen and let it happen and let it happen. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Acting like it didn't bother me when it was destroying me inside and just putting on like a brave face being like, okay, well like he'll stop eventually or okay, well maybe like he's like this when I'm with him or blah, 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 blah. And so like, I would just like, I'm the queen of living in delusion. Like yeah. I love being delusional because if I face my problems and face my reality, then like I'm gonna have to force a change and I don't wanna change. I wanna stay comfortable. Yeah. I wanna stay with what I know. And I don't wanna like start over with like 
somebody else and I know in order to do that I'm gonna have to cut off all contact completely and that's not something I want to do and I mean that's something I can definitely relate to as someone being out of a relationship like that it was like I I just held back everything I want to say because I didn't want to hurt them even though they were continuously hurting me over and over again and in the end what obviously went up in flames (laughs) yeah it, it ended up me eventually finally like unloading all of this shit everything I've ever felt. Cause finally I was like, fuck you. I don't care if I lose you anymore. Yeah. And I think that's why I held back for so long was because I was like, I, I don't want to lose this person, even though they're continuing to hurt me over and over again. So by the end, I mean, if you don't voice it, either it's going to go left unsaid and you got, it's going to be, you're going to lose them regardless, or you can take the fighting chance, say it. Yeah. You might lose them, but in the end, you know, there's not really a different result. Right. You know, do you, do you have a system of, of boundaries that you've established within yourself. What do you mean? (laughs) Do you, do you have like basically saying that these are things in my life that I, you know, if you do this, you're going to leave me. Like, it's not me leaving you. It's the fact of this is not going to work out just because of who this is in nature wise. For me, it's like a boundary is like, if someone is doing something that is, knowingly and actively trying to degrade me or, or having malice towards me or, I, me or hurt me. I just, I won't withstand that. This is not something in my life that I, I have room for energy for, especially when it's intentional. So intentional yeah. pain is like a boundary that I have. So like for you, what would be boundaries that you have within just your own life and then means within a relationship? Okay. I will say this. I will say that like, I don't think in particular the person I'm talking about did anything to specifically be like, Oh, I'm going to do this to hurt her. I think he knew it would, and he didn't stop. You know but, what I mean? And so, like, I think, like, he knew it would, but in his mind, like, oh, if I never found out about it, like, it would just, like, it wouldn't hurt me. Like, it was never to do it in spite of me. It was just, like, okay, I'm still going to have her. No, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone that does, you know, anything of that sort is doing it purposefully, like, well, this is going to fucking hurt them. Watch me. No. But also, they know it's going to hurt you. They know doing this is going to the outcome is going to be xyz they're going to feel this way and it's going to hurt them especially if they find out and the fact that they don't care enough about your emotions your mental health your your soul because that damages a person's soul i I know to me like i know it's easier said than done you know i've been through that whole thing but I think it's important to look at it from a standpoint of if someone's willing to hurt my mental and my soul like that, why should I give them my time and energy when they're going to do it again? Because a lot of people, if you don't do what you say, they're going to know that they can do it again and again and again. That's my thing. I think that I'm horrible about like, I'm a really, really bad at standing up for myself. And especially like, I don't, I want to be able to be like, okay, you cheat on me, I'm done. But I've been cheated on by everybody that I, every love I've ever had has been a, like been Winsies. cheated. On. I know. So it's just like cheating okay, to man, me like shit. isn't even like. It's a big deal and it hurts and it sucks and I would never say that, but I'm like used to that. So you desensitized yourself. Basically well, I'm used to, to like I I associate love with cheating. Like I'm like okay, like you still love me. You went and fucked that bitch, but you still love me. 
or like oh you still want to talk to me oh you still want to be with me oh like she's not what I am to you so it's like different but I associate like okay well yeah you fucked her but you still love me so like come on home like that's kind of like that's like the way that my brain thinks like love is have you identified that the only common factor in every relationship has been you (laughs) (laughs) holy shit my god damn what the fuck okay what makes me so cheat on no that's always saying he said that same thing to me and it fucked me up first i was like what the fuck he's saying you're allowing it no i'm saying (laughs) oh no you're really saying that okay no here's the thing (laughs) ellie as a as a person you 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 attract certain kind of people in your life let's say if you're somebody who has a, a deep love for poetry you'll attract other people who love poetry so let's say if you have a disdain within yourself that is very driven and not to thinking that you don't deserve anything better if you don't think you deserve it then you're going to attract people who think the same thing about you they think you don't deserve that kind of respect either oh that's where we're going with it. Cameron. i really thought right now i was like damn cameron fuck. I've, I've told you this we've had this i know but i didn't, I didn't. Oh god you just needed a refresher i needed a Jesus refresher on that one Christ. but it's, it's an important account of it's not only accountability, but it's the view you have within yourself because it's a great reflection of anything. The view you have within your own heart is the reflection everyone else sees. So if that is a disdained view, if that is tarnished, not in a good light, then other people will see that and then latch onto it because they'll know that they can they can take advantage of it, they can use it, and it's not something that is is being well regarded. Yeah. Well, I, I see that for sure. And like kind of bouncing off that, I will say that I like, I feel like I have to prove myself to be like, like I feel like I have to do good acts to like be worthy of love. Like if that makes, like I'll buy you like anything you need. Like I'll buy you anything, I'll cook dinner, I'll like, you know, take care. Like every time like, hey, are you hungry? Hey, have you eaten? Like are you thirsty? Like what can I get you? Like making dinners and like having them over and like just being like being sweet, like, just different things like that, like driving them places, just being very like willing and like available to take care of them. Like I like taking care of people. And I think that's because I never had someone to take care of me the way that I take care of other people. And so like when I see a need, especially in a relationship, like if I see a need, like even like I remember in high school with like my first like ever dude that I was with, it was like a four, God, five years it's been five years like off and on with me and this guy and I remember like in high school like I just I was so in love with him and I would just like bring him his favorite candy every week and just be like here here's your favorite candy or like just like do little things like that just to, like prove like hey I like you I want to take care of you like like me do you think you deserve love if you don't do anything for the other person no <laughs> I mean I don't think, I think everyone deserves love. I think, am I going to get love if I don't do anything for somebody else? No. So you, you think it's love's transactional? I think it has to be. In, in what context? Like, I think if you're not the best. <laughs> See, like a flying vape. <laughs> I think, like, I mean, if you think about it, like when you're a kid and you're growing up and like, especially when you're a baby, like you can give nothing to your mom. Like you can give them nothing besides just being a baby. They give you everything. Like literally if they had not like been there with you and raised you, like you wouldn't be here right now. If your mom just left you in your crib 
and was like figured out like you wouldn't be able to live but as you get older like your parents are like hey can you do this hey can you do that hey can you do this, this and this or like it, be, it starts to become like where you have to start doing more things for your parents which is not how it was in the beginning and I think that like if I'm in love with somebody and they're not giving me things whether it's like confidence like bringing me up or like making me feel loved or making me feel valued making me feel special like why am I going to love you like you have to give me something in order for me to love you so I think in the basis of it every relationship is transactional do you think for a flower to exist it needs to do something for you to be beautiful I mean it's just like what do you mean like it's just like a flower is a flower it's just genetically like that yeah but it like if you love a flower is it doing anything for you to be beautiful? Mm. I mean, no. So just the simple fact of its existence and the aesthetic that it created for itself being what it is, it is amazing as it is, just existing. And you could admire it without it doing anything for you. Well, there goes my point. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I think you've just been through so many of these relationships, which also, like, everything you just set up was, like, repost. <laughs> repost. Repost. <laughs> like, if I had, I'm just saying that the whole time, like, yeah. same. And it's almost like you have to unlearn that you don't have to give everything in you for a relationship to work. It should be each other complimenting. You know, like, there should be, like we've said, like, I don't want to do the fucking laundry all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you should compliment each other. Yeah. And they should be giving you some of them too. It, it shouldn't always have to be, like you said, and I, again, I know, paying for everything, cooking them whenever they fucking want, doing all everything in your power and you're like exhausted by it. Yeah. Just to make them happy when it feels like nothing you do is enough. Yeah. And it never will be. Because they yeah. aren't valuing, like valuing who you are as a human. And love should be, true love should be unconditional. It shouldn't be conditional. It shouldn't be, you know, because you cooked me food, now I love you. And if you feel, you know what I mean? And if you're feeling that way, you know, that's something you should probably look into yourself. And I know I've had to. Like, okay, this isn't it. You know what I mean, though? So. I, th- I think it's, it's dangerous to say love should be unconditional. Because in that sense, you could go down that road and be like, well, I unconditionally love an abuser. I unconditionally love someone who does this to me. I think love, is, love is important with conditions but you need to have a very firm understanding of what your conditions are so that that means a, a firm set of boundaries a firm set of self-respect and a lot of other things that go down that line and i also think that there's like when i'm in love like if i'm in love with someone like a person like a romantic kind of love like i feel like the way that i love like because even with like, my parents like i've always i'll always love my parents but i could so easily just like cut off contact with them and stop talking to them i still love you but I don't want to talk to you every day. Like, you hurt my feelings. I don't want to talk to you every day. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in a relationship with somebody and I love them, like, romantically, like, it's almost like a switch in my brain where I'm like, okay, I cannot fucking live without you. Like, I need to have you. Like, it's like a craving. And I think it's almost like an obsession. It's like, it gets obsession. Like, it gets obsessive. And that's where I get, like, delusional. And that's where I get, like, okay, like, I can't lose you. I don't know how to live without you. And then, like, like, when I went through a really hard, like, when I went through something really hard in, like, December... Like, I fell apart. Like, I literally couldn't function. Like, I I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything. Like, I literally was just, like, living in a constant state of just, like, I can't do anything. Yeah. And yeah. slowly, like, I started to figure myself out again. And then I was good. And then, like, now we're back in this limbo. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't... 
yeah but i don't like i don't do well but i'm also like and when things are good i'm like my best self like but when things are bad i'm horrible but have you in this time period i can't exactly remember is there like in these relationships there's been times where you've been just single right yeah okay how do you remember feeling at that point in your life Honestly, I remember, like, it was when we were hanging out a lot and, like, we were going to the gym every day and, like, I had a really good routine. Like, I would, like, come home from work and go to the gym and, like, or we'd get up in the morning and go to the gym and then I would, like, be productive all day. Like, I would just, like, do stuff all day and, like, you know, it was a good, it was a good routine. But I wasn't really living. I felt like I was more just, like, surviving and just like getting into a good routine, like I wasn't sad all the time, but I'm also bipolar. My bipolar, like they say, like bipolar, especially the type that I am, comes out the most in a relationship. No, oh, yeah, I and mean, so I'm gonna ask Karen for his advice on this because I agree too. When I get in a relationship, it's like fucking. I turn. I don't know why, or at least past. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm working on to heal it, but it's like that person out of nowhere. It's like an addiction. It's like an addiction, like nicotine. Well, you cut me off for three months. Like, you wouldn't talk it, to me for I, three I months. get paralyzed. Like, it's like, in my past relationship, it was like, I just, I don't know why nothing, nothing mattered because if I did anything, you know, then it'd be a problem. If I go anywhere, it's a problem. And he didn't like me, so he didn't He didn't like you, problem. Then it's, if I'm at the gym wearing fucking leggings, problem. All these things were a problem. So instead of me sticking up for myself and setting a boundary, I was okay. Like a fucking idiot. Like, I'm in a stupid trance or some shit. And then when I'm out of it, especially with that said person, I'm fine. Like, now I'm I'm happier than I've been in, a, like, a long time. In two years, however long that relationship was. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm making friends. I'm hanging out with my friends again. Like, I'm actually okay now. But I think getting out of it is fucking horrifying. Yeah. Like, taking the step to get uncomfortable... And to, like, make a change. Because I know what it's going to take for me to get out of the place that I'm in. And, like, I know the steps. I know what to do. And what it's going to take is me, like, stop going out. Stop partying. Stop hanging out with these party friends that I have. Because, like, realistically, like, I have plenty of friends. None of them would be... I can maybe now... Like, I can maybe name, like, five who if, like, the sky is falling and I, like, need someone who would, like, drop everything and be like, okay, come over. Mm -hmm. Like, I can maybe name five and I have, like probably over 50 people that I would consider my friends, like yeah. close friends. Like party friends, yeah. That I hang out, that I see with, like that I see like more than twice a week. Like, okay, yeah. You know, like I have plenty, but I would never consider them people that I would like call if like something was happening. Mm-hmm. And I would never, I don't consider them people that would like genuinely be there for me, you know? Yeah. And so I think that like, and I also feel bad like calling on my friends like when I'm having a rough time. Like I feel like- I feel that. I should just, like, deal with it on my own. Like, my friend, like, my, well, my grandma's funeral on Friday, my friend Olivia came, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing here? Like, go away. Like, and she was like, no, like, I wanted to come be here with you. And I was like, why? Like, I was like, why would you want to come sit in a funeral with me? It's Friday. Like, go do something fun. Like, you're coming and sitting in a funeral with me while I'm crying for two hours? Like, who wants to, like, do that on a Friday morning? And she was like, Ellie, you need a friend here. Like, let me be here for you. And, like, I was, like, what the fuck? Like, I was, like, what? You're, like... I was so, like... And I was so grateful for that. And I was, like, wow, like, that's, like... 
that's what friendship should be. Like, yeah. that's the kind of things that I would do for somebody else. Because I've done that for somebody else. But when someone does it for me, I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah, whoa, hey. Whoa, whoa, what are you exactly. doing? Yeah. We, we often find ourselves delving into other people to the extent that we wish we were poured into for everything in your life. Yeah. You, you will go to the great extents of buying them flowers and remembering their favorite color and all the beautiful things about them just in hopes that they return an itty bit part of that. Yeah. And you'll do that to the end of your abyss. Repost. Repost. And it's a it's a dangerous habit of like constantly trying to to find that fulfillment in the actions of what you can do. But, you know, honestly, you can never find happiness in anything in life beside yourself. Like you need to find inwards and be content with that inner voice and that inner dialogue that you have. And without that, it'll be a constant screaming match between different deities that you've established in your brain of like, I think I should be this or I should do this or having friends means this. And you've all along neglected the person that matters. And that's you. Yeah. But I think when people talk about self, okay, like again, be happy with yourself. It's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, okay. I don't like want to die, but it's hard to understand really like how to truly just be okay by yourself, not even just by yourself, but like within yourself. Mm -hmm. So like, how would you like more into depth say, be happy, be, be happy with yourself. You know, you need to be happy just with no one in your life because at the end of the day, humans are social creatures. Wait, can I like give you something? I'm going to give you like something to talk about after I say this mm -hmm. one thing. <laughs> I think in the way that like, especially we were raised like going to Calamal and stuff, we were kind of preaching to like a shame-based faith. And so whenever they were like, don't drink, you're going to hell. Don't smoke, you're going to hell. Don't be gay, you're going to hell. Don't have sex, you're They going say to you're hell. innately born broken. Literally. They tell what? you you're broke. Yes, they tell you you're bro born broken. That's the only way, the, the only way that you can find happiness is through God. And you're genuinely like, they tell you like, you're bad. You're sinful. You're wrong. You're horrible. And the only way you can feel okay is through God. And so like me in my head growing up, like I had sex. I smoked, I drank, I did all the things they told me I wasn't supposed to do. And the only thing I'm going to hell for, I'm awful. Like I'm genuinely awful. And like my parents would find out about that and they would cry. And they would be like so heartbroken that I did those things. Like I remember my mom, like when she found out I had sex, like sobbing and just being like, what did I do wrong as a parent that you turned out this way? And so like genuinely from the core of my being, from my earliest memories, like my, my parents sent me to a mental hospital. They committed me into a facility. Oh, you've been to one of those? Because they found you know out I was having time? sex. They, oh, they called wow. the cops on me to pull me out of my bedroom. I'm 17 years old. Drove me down to a hospital and committed me because they found out I was having sex. Can I get a little story time on that? I'm so curious how that Yeah. Went. Well, you go ahead and talk about that, and I'll tell you the story about that. I don't even know what I was talking about. Anymore. Now I'm invested into this mental hospital. No, that's... Thing. um. I think one of the fundamental things a lot of people in, and this is where people like to you know use the card of like well you're not a parent yet you don't understand and i'm like well you know what i i understand people i understand having connections and i understand caring about somebody yeah and i know if i had someone who came to me who went through something that might have been scary went through something that they didn't understand mm -hmm. that has a lot of emotional weight to it yeah it needs to be a situation of like you know i might not have agreed with it i don't agree with a lot of things people do but i know that in the state that they're in right now, it needs to be met with a calmness and an inquisitive nature of like, okay, well, tell me about it. Like, what yeah. happened? Like, are you okay? Like, is, yeah. is this is this all right? Because without that, you're embedded, especially from like people in an authoritative position, you're embedded in your brain 
that if you do anything wrong, it's it's the end of the world. And it's not. Yeah. It's just never it's never the end of the world no matter what. The life's gonna go on. You could be in jail for twenty years and still come out alive. I mean, maybe in jail not, but like life's gonna go on. The world's yeah. not gonna end. And a lot of people take all these situations that happen as the end of the world and it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. That's a that's a really important thing for a lot of people. I wish they would take upon that more. Well, yeah, and I think that like that's why I kind of am the way like am in some things because I'm just like I I've kind of like let go of like I'm never gonna be enough for my parents. Like my parents are never gonna be happy with the choices that I make because realistically I don't think the way they think. And like my sister, my older sister, and my other siblings like they do, and I don't. And like I've never. Like, since being in high school, like, I've never, like, fully been, like, the, like thinking the way that they think. And, like, not to say that I don't, like, take some of their teachings, like, with me. Like, I do. But it's just, like, every time I'm around them, I, I constantly feel like they're disappointed. And so, like, that's kind of hard to be around. And, like, that's also, like, going into relationships where I feel the need to prove myself. Is because I'm just like, I never want you to be disappointed in me. I never want to feel like I'm not doing enough. And I never want to feel like I can walk away being like, okay, I didn't do everything. And so, like, now, and if I'm in a relationship, like, I literally will go above and beyond. And, like, you could not ask for a better girlfriend. You could not ask for a better girlfriend. And I know that. And so, like, now, if, like, the relationship walks away, like, I have to face the fact, like, oh, you just didn't like me. And that's, like, the toughest pull to swallow. Because in my head, I'm like, how could you not? It, like, I'm yeah. just like, how could you not? And then it gets to a point of like, oh, you're just not good enough. And that's the toxic mindset that I keep putting myself in is because like I do everything possible for you to love me. I don't feel like I'm an ugly person. I feel like I have a good heart. There's no reason why you shouldn't love me, but you still don't love me. And the whole like I'm not good enough. Which that's what it comes down to. Is it like is. You're, I'm just not good enough because it's just like I'm the only person in the relationship that I'm in. I do all the things. I do the same things for everyone. I give everything I have to give. You still don't choose me. You still cheat on me. I'm still not enough for you. Like, I'm not enough. Like, I'm just not enough. But, and I think the reason you keep going back, which, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is because you want to prove to them that you are enough. When I want to prove to myself that I'm enough. Yeah, you, you want to be like, okay, no, I am enough. Like, they do love me. Yeah. Like, right? And... I know from my past and being cheated on, for me, like, that, for me, like, and that's just something that I've always been, I think, really strong. It's just, like, I don't do that. Like, I, I can't because of how damaging it is mentally. And I yeah. think when you are consistently putting yourself back into that, every time you're being left more broken and you're having to patch up these pieces of your heart. And when you keep going back and back and back, you know, it's you're going to continue to feed that thought of I'm not enough because they're going to continue to do it and they're going to continue to prove and you're, well, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Like one, like one, I feel like I am genuinely, like I've had, bad, I'm not enough once. I've had friends who've been cheated on, like relationship, like full blown, they're committed, blah, 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 talk about marriage and shit. Cheated on multiple times, they go back. And now she's dealing with big repercussions because of it yeah. mentally. And it's almost like in a, like a self-harm way. And I'm not trying to... But, you know, like... 
Well, Ellie, what does it what does it mean to be enough to yourself? God. <laughs> what does it mean? To, <laughs> what does it mean to be enough for myself? I don't know if there ever is going to be enough. I think enough is kind of unattainable. Let's let's say there's a world where enough is obtainable. It exists. Like something there happens. And it doesn't need to be a real place yet, but let's say it is. What would that look like? Like I'd be successful, financially stable, um, physically fit, like just like taking care of myself in a good relationship. Like I love them and they love me. Like, Well, no. What would it feel like? God. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Content. Like, I would just be content. If, like, that was, like, if I was enough and I felt like enough and I felt like, I think just content and just feeling, like, feeling loved and, like, not feeling bad about feeling loved and just feeling, just, just to feel loved by someone and to be, like, it's nice to be every somebody's everything, and I've never been somebody's everything. The same way other people are to you. Right, because, like, there have been people who are my everything where, like, I I can't stand to lose them, and, like, they are, like, they are the person I want to talk to about my day. And, like, even, like, friendships, like, where they, like, my friend, like, that has been, like, my everything. And, like, I've never felt like somebody's everything because everyone is so okay to lose me like I've never had someone like fight to be like hey like come back like let me let me fight for you let me want you I've always been the one fighting for somebody else do you think that little Ellie just wants a hug oh my god Cameron (laughs) (laughs) it's what it sounds like oh my my god (laughs) probably yeah it sounds like a lot of this is just stemming from you feeling like people don't care enough about you. Yeah. And that even stemmed from possibly even childhood, not a lot of my issues come from childhood. Yeah. A lot of my just not being cradled enough, not being hugged, not having the, the physical affection. Well, I think they like I remember this is like a just like a regular example. It's like I rode horses all my whole life, like horse girls, sorry about it. But like my parents, like my dad especially, he would make like these like he's a videographer and he makes, he'd make these like really cool videos. Like my sister's volleyball team, like the end of the year, or my brother's football team, he coached my brother's football team. And he would like take my siblings to practice and like watch them and like kind of be more involved in their lives. And like, I remember the last like memory I have of my dad, where it was just like, I felt really close to him was probably when I was about seven or eight. We would go on, like, daddy-daughter dates, but that's, like, the last time that I remember being, like, close with my dad was when I was, like, really little. And then, like, I rode horses, and, like, he would come to stuff if my mom asked him to or if, like, it was, like, a big thing the whole family was going, but, like, they were never super involved in, like, my horseback. Like, they would just kind of sign the checks and just be, like, have fun, and my grandma would take me, the one who passed away. So, like, I remember being really close with her growing up because, like, that's what I wanted wanted to talk about. Like, when you're in your sport as a kid, that's all you talk about. That's all you want to do. Like, that's, like... Your big your thing. Your identity, basically. Yeah, yeah. like, the, your identity. And, like, they were never really involved in that. So I kind of just felt like that was my own thing and they didn't really care, so I didn't really talk about it. 
So they just never really knew, like, what was going on with me, and they never asked. So you just felt like you've constantly been competing for the spotlight between your siblings. Yeah. And also, whenever I would go to kid, oh, this is so fucked up. Whenever I would go to my friends' houses, I've, I read, like, a study about this, where I was always on, oh, I can't remember where I was, my therapist told me this, I don't know. And uh, I would go to my friend's house, and they would be like, she's so easy. Whenever my mom would pick me up, like, oh, she's so easy. Like, she, like I never, I don't have to do anything with her. Like, she's so easy. She's, like, she's just easy. And that's because I was hyper-independent as a kid because I felt like no one would take care of me. Mm-hmm. And also, here's another fucked up thing. I would imagine, like, when I would, like, when I was upset or, like, if I was, like, feeling, like, really sad, I would imagine getting in, like, getting really hurt. Like, getting in a horrible car accident or, like, getting cancer or something, like, horrible happening to me so that someone would care about me. When I was so that kid, someone I was would like, show up to my hospital room. And I would, I would wonder, I'd be like, would they come? Would they come see me if I was in the hospital? Like, do they care? Yeah. Enough to be, like, something really bad has to happen to me in order for somebody to care about me. I feel that. This, um... <laughs> what? You do that now? I do it now, too. Well, this so, <laughs> yeah. I still do it. I still do it. Like literally, like I still do it. Like yeah. low key, whenever like my grandma died, like someone was with me, and I like I didn't want to cry because I was like, they don't need to deal with that emotion right now. Like let me just wait till they're gone, and then I'll be then I'll be sad about it because I don't want to put my emotions on them. Are you someone that because I mean everything you say, I'm like okay, yeah, like I I get that. Um, like crying in front of people. Is that hard for you? Every time I've cried in front of somebody, I've faked it in order to manipulate them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what? I haven't, the last time I cried in front of somebody, and it was from my girlfriends, I've never cried in front of a dude, like, fully, like, actually cried. Like, I've faked it. To, like, make them feel bad because, like, men get uncomfortable when I cry. Let's dive into that. Yeah. Okay, why are, you know, using, okay, using your own tears to manipulate someone to feel bad for you. It worked. Yes. But, like, you know that's the only way to get him to do what I want. Like, realistically, like, I have to get, like, Then why be someone who would only want you to crying? Here's the... Here's what's happening. So I want you to I want you to look inside yourself and figure out how old is the younger version of you? The one that is within you that wants all of these things. How old is she, you think? That's a good question. I don't remember a lot of my childhood, Loki. Well, not your childhood, but the, the, the person inside of you that, that wants all that's driving a lot of these choices your you're child. making. Like when you picture your inner child, how you old see is the she? Nine, ten, maybe. Nine, ten. Okay, so you have this inner child within you that is derived from a lot of the time period of your life where you were constantly needing and, and wanting love, and in front of that younger child is different variations of what you are now, mm-hmm. and and those variations are teaching you how to survive with that hurt that you were stuck with in that time. And part of part of what needs to happen here is that you need to have a conversation with her and understand that, hey, we're not nine or ten anymore. We've grown up. It's okay. And that you don't need to keep 
and all these other people. You need to set everyone down and be like, guys, we don't need to keep protecting me. It's going to be okay. And you can just say, hey, aren't you tired of always trying to gain love? Aren't you tired of always trying to get all this? And if you understand that all these people inside of you, all these other personalities and things that are driving you are just having a hard time and they want the best for you. They really do. Like you doing this thing for love and all that, like all they want is just to, to give the younger you a little gift, but the gift that they're giving is something wrong and it's, it's not what's right. And you need to like formulate those relationships and understand that, Hey guys, like we don't, we don't need to have this system right now. You're all useful for what you do. And I, and I thank you for that. Thank you for protecting me and, and helping me get this far. But I, I think there needs to be a change now because it's not working for what's happening. Yeah. That's deep. That's heavy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like subconsciously, I feel like the only way that I'll be able to like love myself is if somebody else loves me first. Because I feel like an alien, like, like, I think that's the reason why, like, I let, so, like, every relationship I've ever been in, like, been cheated on. I think that's the reason why I let that slide. And I remember saying to somebody one time, I was like, hey, if you, if you cheat on me, if you want to cheat on me, that's okay. Just text me hall pass first. Like, I just know what to expect. What? I literally said to them, I was like, hey, you can cheat on me. Like, you're good. Like, literally cheat on me. You're fine. Just, like, let me know before you do it. Like, just out of respect for me. Something the, like just, that. like, literally in my head, I was, like, out of respect for me, it would just be nice to never sleep with other people. Just so I can protect that's not myself. for you. That's just, you like, having Just, no literally for the reason, like, let me protect myself so I don't get an STD from you. That Because I thought, I was, like, you're going to do it either way. Like, in my head, I'm, like, you're going to cheat on me. I know that. Like, I know it. But what if they did it and you just basically gave them the whole pass? Go fuck another bitch. Well, I knew he would. Like, I wasn't like, I wasn't surprised. I was just like... It's it's the level would. of respect that she is used to right now. Yeah. So for her, that's a usual. And now it's a conversation of how do we... How do we grow that? Like, how do we change your usual? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, how do I... How do I like myself? Like, I don't know. Well, do we you? can start with this. What do you dislike about yourself? Oh, my God. <laughs> And be specific. Oh, God. I mean, there's definitely, like, like physical features that I'm insecure about. But, like, you're talking about, like, like what, like, about me that I like features that I don't like about me? No, both. Physical, emotional, both. Well, like, there's always the things that I got made fun of as a kid. Like, my nose, like, my boobs. I don't have any, like forehead that's a big one like just like different things like that where i'm just like well if i was prettier then that wouldn't have happened and like that's like i got like a really bad eating disorder like and like sometimes i'll fall back into it if i get really sad like i'll just stop eating like i don't get hungry like i don't get hungry like Like, i have no like just every day like i don't get really hungry and like i have to i have to i have to like say okay it's been like four hours like you need to eat but like if I don't want to eat, like, I'll be like, oh, I should probably eat. And I'm like, no, but I don't really want to. So I just won't eat. Because I'm just like, okay, I'm not the prettiest, but I'm the skinniest. Like, you can't say shit. Like, I'm like, I'm the skinniest. Like, you can't say anything to me. <laughs> but, and it's like about, like, me as a person. Because I think that, like, I'm always going to feel a little bit guilty 
for not following like what my parents wanted me to be. Like I'm always gonna feel a little bit guilty for like kind of throwing away my life and not. I just chase love wherever it goes, and I don't. I'm I don't like that. I don't have boundaries. Like I wish I wasn't such a pushover, and like I'm a I'm a pushover. Like I'm horrible at it. Like I've and I will always be that way because I'm just like I don't want anyone to leave me. Like I have severe abandonment issues. <laughs> And just, like, there's always going to be something that I want to change about myself. I'm never going to feel like I'm fully satisfied. And I just don't, I don't like the way my brain thinks. Like, I have severe panic attacks, like nightmares all the time. Like, like I can't escape my own head sometimes. And, like, it feels, like, kind of suffocating to just be by myself and be in my own head. And so, like, that's why, like, I don't like to be by myself. Like, I don't want to sit with my own thoughts. So I'm in a relationship, it's easier because I can take care of somebody else and be in their head and feel loved and feel valued for the time. And so I don't feel like the way that I do when I'm by myself. Or at least they're taking up that space in your head. Right, they distract. And like it's a good distraction because I feel loved. Like I feel valued. I feel like you want to be with me. Mm-hmm. And having that like pacifier to be like, hey, I want to be with you. Hey, I want to love on you. Hey, I want to cuddle with you. Like... Like, I want to spend time with you. Like, I want to laugh with you. I want to watch movies with you. Like, having somebody to do that with where, like, you like them and they like you and having that connection, it just, like, numbs it. And that's the biggest drug is, like, because I use drugs, obviously, to cope with my problems. But, like, love and feeling loved and feeling valued is the biggest dopamine hit of my life. I think love is one of the worst or best things ever it's like a drug it's 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 a drug and it's like a withdrawal like when I'm not with them like I feel like like you miss them like and like whenever I would go through breakups with any ex it would just be like I would feel it in my chest like a like a like a longing physical pain like a longing for them and just feeling like like a physical chest pain and like I remember like I've like I remember I had just like I had just had like it had been a couple days since like I found out something really horrible and I hadn't cried yet and I was like wow I'm doing great I was like dude fuck you yeah I'm so up like you're fine and I got in the car well I walked in the gym and I started doing my sets and I was doing like doing hip thrust and I was halfway through my set and I just like did a rep and I just started bawling like in the middle of the gym like, I had to leave. Like, I, had to, I literally was, like, put the weight down. I was, like, <laughs> like sobbing. Go. Like, I left everything. Like, I left, like, the, the way it was. Like, just left and got in the car. And I had to go pick up my friend. And I went and picked her up. And, like, she was, like, what is wrong with you? And I was, like, you have to drive. Like, I can't. And, like, I remember she was driving us somewhere. And I was, like, pull over. And she's, like, why? And I was, like, just pull over. And I literally got off on the, I got off on the side of the highway and, like, threw up because I was so sick to my stomach and so nauseous over what I had just found out. And, like, just that feeling of, like, having somebody you love do you so incredibly dirty and do you so wrong, it's, like, a pain I've never felt before in my entire life, and I would not wish that upon anybody. And, like, I don't think I will ever love someone as much as I love that person, ever. Like, like I don't think I'll ever be capable of, of letting myself love somebody that much. Because as much as, like, what I'm going through now is hard... I'm still fine. Like, I'm fine. Like, fuck you. Like, you did what you did. It fucked me up the way they did. Fuck you. And I'm never... I got, I still don't trust you. I didn't trust you to begin with. But, like, 
I didn't think he would do me like that, but still, fuck you. But I'm fine. Like, but, I'm functioning. Yeah, I mean, you're functioning. You know, like Cameron said, time doesn't stop. But, you know, if you're fine, then you're why? You're functioning, but are you living? Yeah. I don't think I've been living for a long time. So, if you haven't been living for such a long time, and you feel like, but you're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm going to continue to do the same things over and over again and continue to put myself because of all these childhood traumas you have that are unhealed. And, you know, and childhood traumas, I think, show up the most in relationships. It's yeah. where at least mine definitely do. I think that, yeah. Yeah. Because mental health shows up the most when you're in relationships. Yeah, too. because it's when you're the, you're the most vulnerable to someone and you're giving them your heart. Right. You're giving them every piece of you. And like yeah. you said, you, you give them all of you. Yeah. So I just... Like Cameron said, I think, like, really, like, you know, try to heal your inner child. I'm saying, I'm not anywhere near close to being healed. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm saying these things about just because Cameron tells me them all the time. Well, Cameron, how are you so healed? He's done extensive time. Okay, um, so I would like to know, let me ask you a question. He's going to tell you to walk in the park. <laughs> hug a tree, I mean, man. Well, I was going to say, because you and Kate have had, not, like, you've, Grew up in the same family. Yeah. And, like, you've had, like, I would see, because I remember, like, seeing you around in high school and, like, hearing things about you. And, like, just recently, when I started becoming closer with Kate and stuff, like, from what I remember of you over the past couple of years, because I've known y'all's family for, like, a while now. Like, mm -hmm. it's kind of, there was a time where I think Maddie was saying that you, like, weren't really around with the family. Like, you weren't coming home as much. And, like, you yeah. were dealing with your own stuff. And, like, so what because you seem like literally a different person like you seem a lot like he really is even like whenever you were with your ex and like i knew you then like mm -hmm. you seem like you act like a kid then and you act like an adult now like, like a you, man like you're like, no you're a you, man. you act like a man like you act like somebody that like okay he has a shit together you have multiple business ventures like you seem to be doing really well financially you have this whole podcast set up like you have multiple podcasts with your sister one with your friends like you have a film company like what were the steps that you took in order to like get some healing from like your childhood and like moving forward so you won't bring as much like trauma and stuff into like new relationships? I, I had to realize that I, a lot of what people do is they numb, like you said, they numb yeah. with drugs, they numb with sex, they numb with music, podcasts, and even self-betterment. You can numb yourself constantly wanting to be better. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, it's not easy. I have plenty of days where I don't do good. I have days where I feel like things are going to end and, you know, it's not great. And it, it'll it never be together, quote unquote. But there's something relaxing about just accepting what life has to give you. Accepting the, the finite truths of that we are going to die. That is promised. Yeah. We're promised that, you know, we're promised pain. That is an absolute. And I think once I started embracing my pain embracing all the things that have hurt me all the loves that i've lost all of the times where i've fallen short of who i wanted to be i started to understand that oh there is there is beauty in the pain there are answers within it and the, the deeper and more uncomfortable you get the more it can come back and reward you because life is like a heartbeat monitor it goes up and down and it's never going to flight line flat line because if it did you'd die so with every bad experience comes a good experience of the equal fold and in intensity. And once I understood that, 
that constant rhythm that life has to give me, I was able to take instances as a lot more calm manner than something that was a chaotic connection of events. It's like, no, this, this is a high and that means a low is coming, but that means another high is coming. So every yeah. event within itself is just happening in front of me, neither good nor bad. And I am beyond lucky to experience what I get to experience every day. I'm lucky that I get to spend time with people. I'm lucky that I get to say hi to people, go to the coffee shop and see the same person. They know me, know me by name. Like I, I am thankful for that. And being able to grow throughout that journey, it's it's been hard. I mean, I've had days where I thought I was going to just lose my shit and I should quit everything and run away and like, it doesn't get easy. That, yeah, and, and, it, and it's good not to deny those feelings. I mean, shit, you got to let yourself feel the pain. You need to lose your shit a little bit and you need to you need to grow from it. Like there needs to be a, a change. If you keep doing the same shit every day, you're going to get the same results. You're yeah. you're where you're at now because of everything you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Like that for sure. And I think I'm at the point now where like I like dropped out of school because I was so down bad mentally that I couldn't function. So I dropped out of school and now I'm at the point where I'm just like, okay, what the fuck do I want to do with my life? Because like my whole life, like I was like, okay, I'm going to medicine. My mom's a doctor. My sister's a nurse. My aunt's a nurse. Everybody in my family is some sort of medical. And like, I'm like, do I really want to do that? Like, do I really want to? And the answer is probably not. No. Like, I don't think I want to, but there's nothing that sounds good to me. There's nothing that, like, excites me, that makes me want to get up, like, out of bed in the morning. There's nothing that, like, I can think about doing for the rest of my life and, like, yep, that's what I want to do for the rest like of my life. Like, you're having, like, your passions? Yeah, like, I have, I feel that. I have no idea. Like, what am I, because I, I pay for school. So I'm like, why am I going to waste my money in school on a degree that I'm not going to use? If you don't, if you don't even want to do and it. And I'm going to yeah. get out in two years and be like, fuck, like, where do I go? Like, I have things that seem cool. Yeah, like, like I think yeah, like, oh, that'd be fine. But like, which I think it's more, that's more something that we can take away that, you know, you're 20, I'm 19. Around this time of life, I'm, I feel like there's a lot of people out there. Because I feel alone in that a lot of the times. Like, fuck. No, yeah, you're What not. am I going to do? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I'm doing all this, like I'm not doing enough, blah, 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 blah. And I think just collectively, you know, that's a, I think it's at this point in our lives, it is definitely hard to figure out what the fuck we're going to do? Because at this point, it's kind of where there's that societal pressure to kind of like, you go to college, you have a fucking yeah. passion. Or no, yeah. go to college, you have a business. Like, there's something. Well, I'm out of my teens. Like, I'm not a teenager anymore. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in my 20s. I'm I was terrified like, to turn 20. I was like, I'm in my 20s. Like, I'm not like, I'm like, oh, I'm 19. Like, I'm, I'm just a teenager. I'm still figuring it out. Like, oh, people graduate high school at 19. Yep. And I'm just like, dude, like, I'm good. I'm good. And like, I'm like, fuck, I'm 20. And I have no idea. I have no purpose. I have no idea. And like, I have my guy passions, like horses, like getting back into that. And like, that was my grandmother's dying wish. She told me like on her deathbed, she was like, ride again. Yeah. And like, I was like, cause she knows like, I'm my happiest. So like, I'm around and doing the things that I love to do. And like, that's something I've always been good at. And like, people make fun of me for it all the time. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, I like, I like it and it's fun. And like, I feel the, my most like, I feel the most myself when I'm putting my hand to something that's, like, good. Yeah, and, and I think, like, Cameron told me, because I was like, I don't know what the fuck my passions are. He's like, find little things. Like, little things that you like. The gym. I like poetry. Those small things for him. It's walks in his park. You know, saunas. Like, those type of things. Find your little things. That's something I'm trying to do. I'm not doing the best at it. Still fixing that sleep schedule. But... 
it's terrifying. It's terrifying growing up and being like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because it, it gets to a point where you're like, oh, well, I know I actually have to have a career. Yeah. Like, I can't just. I'm not just a kid anymore. I can't just figure. I have to figure it out at some point. Yeah. Like, no, I, I'm, I relate to that. That part's fucking terrifying. Before, before you find a career, find purpose. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I'm not in school. That's like, that's why I'm not in school. And that's why I'm not in like a huge rush to get back into school. Cause I'm like, people will go to college for four years, graduate, and then go back for another four years and then do a master's degree. Like when they're 30 and like they wasted all this money, they're still paying off debt from their first four years for the degree they didn't use. And I'm like, I make fun. I make good money. The way, like what I'm doing as I'm doing it. And I'm decently happy doing what I'm doing. And, like, I'm not going to rush into something that I'm not going to use in life. And I don't want to be, because, like, my mom hates her career. She's a doctor. She did 12 years of school for a career that she hates. And she lives burnt out all the time. And I'm not just going to, like, like, I see it with all my friends' parents. Like, they make so much money. They're so well off. Like, they're rich. But they're so unhappy. Like they hate their lives. Like they like they like they don't like doing what they're doing, but they have a family to provide for, so they do it. And I'm like, they like they might have a good marriage, might have good kids, but like when they go to work every day they dread they dread it. And like I don't want that for my life. Like I would rather be broke and like living in a tiny house and driving a beat up car and be happy happy than have everything in the world given to me and like having the boats, the cars, like all the newest things and like (laughs) <laughs> All the news too, like, hey, shuffle, you want to fill me up? Huh? You want to fill me up? Here, you just want the rest of my glass? Okay, yeah. Put it no, I was going to put wine in there. I'm get, time out, Cameron? I'm loose. This is, this is going good. time out? 58. Right, some time. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would rather just like take my time and figure out like what fulfills me than like rush into it. That was like a catch case. I hurt. Like, Damn. You know. Sweaty hands going crazy. Did you go to college, Cameron? Well, for a little bit. And then I realized that where I want to be in life, that wouldn't be a solution for it. Okay. That's a, a big part of it. I, that's why I said purpose is so important. Because if you can identify what... I say it all the time. Find your why. Yeah. Like what, what's your reason for existing? For yeah. everything. And What's your why? My why is to encourage people to feel something that makes them feel a little more than they do in their day-to-day life. If it's good or bad. I just want people to have some kind of experience that is a heightened human emotion because I think we go through our days too often, just noise. Like, hi, how's your day going? Get my coffee. Go to the gym, do this, do that. It's a mundane fucking train that everyone's on until it just explodes one day. Mm -hmm. And I would love to be, be a speck in that tale that is something a little more beautiful. Just like, I didn't think of it like that. Or like maybe it's like, I felt felt different. And if I can incite that, you know, I'm I'm happy. But everything I do is like these podcasts, the content I create, the movies I work on, like I use it all as an is an excuse just to get to know people more, to share what I've learned, um, you know, help people feel more seen. Twenty three. Okay. Yeah, I told myself that too. I'm like, okay. But I had like four more years. But yeah. I <laughs> but I've been working at this since I was like sixteen. Like this isn't a thing that just happened. Like yeah. I started working at a supplement store that did fitness and I'm still doing fitness. And like back then I still wanted people to feel the same thing. Yeah. I still had the same reason. Now, was I always doing the best job at communicating that? No, but 
it's been an overarching thing that I've worked on for years. The, this company stuff has been a years and years thing. It took me five years to build anything. So yeah. it's like, you need to start now. You need to actively seek out answers. Right. And what, like, we're like, if you were to, like, say, if you're in my position, the, like, the position that I'm in now, I'll mm-hmm. give you a little bit. I pay for everything fully mm-hmm. by myself at 20. Um, I have a house with my, like, with my roommate in St. Matthews. Mm-hmm. I work a 6 3 to 3 job Monday, like, five days a week. I'm in the gym. I'm, that's my life. I hang out with my friends on Thursdays and Saturdays, go out to the bars and see everybody. And then Fridays I lay in bed all day because I'm hungover. And then I do it all again. And that's my week. Here's what I would do to, I think, help, help a lot. I'd wake up in the morning. Uh I would not eat food for the first hour. So if that means waking up earlier, wake up earlier. Um, Have some time, sit in silence. Just be with yourself. Be with your thoughts. Bro, I, have to wake up, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. every day. Wake up at 4. <laughs> You're crazy. Wake up at 4. But do this. Take a cold shower every single day. Freezing. Make it, make it hurt. Cold shower, dude. No, I get I'm, told this like four times a week to take a fucking cold shower. If I you, mean, I did cryotherapy for a while. Cryotherapy works too. Terrifying. But you, you need to change your physical state. You cannot scream at a wall and expect yourself to feel better. <laughs> it does kind of, I do scream and it does make me feel better. But for an actual change to happen. So it's like, okay, you have your day. Let's say you do wake up five. You eat, you do whatever, you work. That's fine. I understand you have to pay bills. You have a lot of time outside of that before you have to go in the bed or whatever. I would, and it sounds a little weird, I would ground yourself. I think grounding is really important. Go to the park, take your shoes off, understand the world. I would start reading a lot. Absolutely. I think you should you know, pursue Marcus Aurelius's meditations, um, Jay Shetty's How to Think Like a Monk. There's a lot of books that you can read and start to dive into and learn. The pursuit of knowledge will enlighten you to a lot more things that life has to offer. Um, and then I would meditate daily. And then understanding that meditation isn't sitting in a fucking corner going, hmm. Meditation is a, a direct, intentional thought that is held for an extended period of time. For me, you know, I've even meditated like, how do I improve my relationship with my siblings? Like, what does that look like? What does it look like to have a better relationship? What does it look like to be happier with myself? And think of that. Mm-hmm. You need to spend almost an equal amount of time alone by yourself with yourself and growing that relationship and fostering it, checking in with yourself when you wake up and say, hey, how are we feeling today? What's going on within ourselves? Acknowledging those parts of you. And if you're able to start doing those steps every day, you know, eating right, fucking understanding your health, learn there's so much about your health that affects your mental state. If you can start growing every day and being better than you were yesterday, the the compounding interest of that will be astronomical. You'll look back in six months and not know who you were. But if yeah. you can do that, you'll it'll. I was thinking you. I want to do like seventy five hard, and like because I I genuinely think like I've got to stop. I have to like stop going out because going out is like. A pacifier like I like have a bad day I'm like god I can't wait till Thursday like god I cannot wait to go out and like just get stupid racked out of my mind and like see my friends and do all the drugs and like see all my like and just get like because I, I just like when I get like when I go out and when I party that's when I feel like I'm mm-hmm. like oh I'm happy oh like I don't worry about anything like I'm just like oh I'm happy I'm good I've got work in the morning I have nothing on my plate tomorrow like I can just come out I can have fun I have no responsibility, like I'm good. And like, 
that's the time where I feel like I can like let go and not have to be like so responsible. And like, that's what kind of just like, it kind of kills my progress. Cause like even when I was doing really well for a couple months, like going to the gym every day and like eating right and like sleeping good. And like, I would like, I didn't go out for a couple months. And like, I was like together, like I was good and I felt good. And like, I still feel good now, but like, there's always that part of me who's gonna like, it, it's just like, it just like helps me like drown it out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause yeah. there's so much that like, I think about and I have anxiety about like on a daily basis that like, like genuinely like ruins my mood or ruins my day. Like the other day, like when I came into the gym and I was like, I was just pissed off. Like I yeah. was just mad at everyone. And I was like, oh, I haven't eaten. Like maybe I just needed a snack. Like maybe I just needed, maybe I just needed a snack and to be with my friends and like do something good for myself. And like I was in a way better mood when I left, but I was so pissed off. Like I was just angry, angry at the world. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if I just like take a few steps to like take care of myself and like go to the gym, see my friends who like made me who make me laugh, who like make me feel good about myself, like yell at Jacob a couple times and just like let it out. Scream at him. <laughs> <laughs> like just, I, I want to see that happen <laughs> <laughs> like just doing things like that to like kind of have a little like have that release instead of numbing my problems yeah like finding alcohol. a different finding a different outlet and to it's like, a cycle like oh no, yeah going through and i think just like finding things that make you happy because i was in the same way when i skated fuck i would skate all week and then friday came around and i was like i had the whole week fuck i cannot wait to drink fuck i cannot wait to party it makes you, it's like you can finally fucking relax. Yeah. For a second. For a second. It's for like, one know, it's night. Pressure. You can just, yeah. You'll you nothing can go to out. Tomorrow. You can have fun. You're you fine. can just be, you know? Exactly. But I think finding things that like make you genuinely happy will kind of cut back on that. Oh, yeah. And like there's nothing wrong with going out. There's something wrong with the way that I go out. When it's like, I think. Cons- when it's as consistent as it is. Consistently, always, every week, the same way I, it's just the cycle. And like, you get back literally and on like, Thursday, Monday. my grandma's funeral was on Friday. I had to speak at the funeral. And I went out Thursday. Because I was like, I have priorities. Granny <laughs> is a priority. And even then, like, I didn't sleep. Like, I couldn't sleep, like, before the funeral. Like, I was, like, I hadn't slept, like, at all. Like, I maybe got, like, an hour, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe total. And, like, I woke up the next morning. And I went to the funeral. And I did my thing. And I came home. And I went to bed. And, like, and then, like, on Sunday, I slept, like, I slept all day. I woke up at 8 a.m. to call off work because I was just going through it. I was like, yeah. there's just no way I'm coming in today. Woke up at 8 to call off work. Woke up at 11, took my friend to work, came back home. Woke up at 9 p.m., had my first meal, went back to sleep by 11, and then woke up and did my day today. Like, I will sleep and just not think about my problems. Like, when so- something bad happened to me on Wednesday, like, something that kind of, like, hurt my feelings, ruined my day. Came home and I just went to sleep. Forget about it. Slept till 4 a.m. the next day. Got up and went to work. Like, I will just, like, that's, like, I'll turn it off. Like, if it, during the week. Instead like of drinking. Or, like, shut Instead down. of, like, drinking or, like, doing anything else, like, during the weekdays. Like, I'll just, like, I'll just go to sleep. Because it just, like, I can't stand to be in my own head when I'm dealing with something hard. And something that drink, like, what drinking does to me now, and it's super weird. I, it used to not, I wasn't aware of what it was doing. Like, I'll be formulating a relationship with myself and, you know, like I'll be working through something. Like there's always something that I'm trying to figure out or grow or get better at. And when I drink, I, I feel 
like a distancing inside of myself. Like I will, I'll drink and then the next day I, I feel less in tune with what's been happening. It's almost like someone put a wall up between the, the parts of me that I, that I get to talk to every day when I, when I've done all this work and it's so weird. It's like they got pulled, they got yanked apart mm-hmm. and I really don't like drinking anymore because I, I don't feel as connected as I normally used to. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, what drinking does is it disconnects you from yourself. It'll, yeah. it'll that's pull you away from like that. Coping. Damn. Cause after I drink, I know like the next day I'm first of all, I wake up with horrible hang anxiety. I'm fucking just the that's whole night. Why, I'm going through why, my head. That's why I sleep all day. And then I'll, instead of sleep, I just like just, just do something like on my phone or something. Cause like I can't sleep, but, and then, then I get like depressed the next day. And that's why I think you can fall into a cycle of like alcoholism. Cause then you're like, well, fuck do it again. So you feel that thing again. And then it goes down, you know, there's this high and low from it. And I think moderate, like moderate drinking, like twice a week. We're in college. Yeah, like I'll you know, have it's a, like yeah. it's all you can only do twice a week, and like I do so go, when I do go out twice a week. But when I go out, like I go out. That yeah, you yeah. And I like I drink. To, like, well, that's why I won't go out so much because when I go out, like no, like when I go out, like I drink for a purpose. I drink to like be like to not care about my. You feelings. drink to get drunk. Well, even then, like on Saturday, like whenever like that thing happened, I couldn't even be sad about it because like I was drunk. Like I was drunk. I couldn't. Yep. I literally was like damn fuck you but like i couldn't cry like i was be sitting in the car listening to sad music and i was like damn like i wish i could cry right now be careful with that because that's how i mean my shit with alcohol started yeah like what you're telling me literally sounds like i'm talking to like 17 year old me it's like yeah 17 maybe i do have an alcohol problem you you could if you really look into it if you stop drinking if you completely stop drinking you'll look back on it and be like huh wait a minute and you, you kind of just have to learn how to like do it in a healthy way, I guess. No, I think I definitely do have an alcohol problem because I have like a specific formula. Yeah. Like I know I need this many shots and this many drinks in order to feel what I need to feel. Well, they say drinking to get drunk. Like if you're drinking to get drunk, technically, it's like the starter. Like but I'm I, drinking this wine because I like the flavor of the wine. Like I'm not feeling anything off. Yeah, like I'm, I'm taking tiny sips. It's five percent. Like I'm not drinking this to feel anything. No, yeah, it's just because it's just like wine with the girl, whatever. Like right. wine with the girls. Wine with the girlies. And wine with the girlies. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, the, everything you're telling me now, the cycle, the way, you know, you, you know, you feel the most alive when you're partying. Like, you feel like you're happiest. You can't be sad. You tried to cry and you can't cry. Listen, I've literally tried that. Those were all things that started. And, like, that's when my, I, I got bad. Like, yeah. really bad. And I would just, for you, you know, be cautious with that. And you're saying to yourself, okay, I need to do these things. I need to do these things. But if it's, you're not doing it, you know, you're basically just, disrespecting your own boundaries to yourself because that's what i did and then i fell into that loop horrible one and that's when it gets really hard to get out of yeah you know so that's crazy you have any more deep questions for me i'm just playing we're gonna have all night (laughs) (laughs) yeah we got plenty of shit we can go for hours plenty of shit but no i think if you just i i wholeheartedly believe if you do some actions that change your day-to-day life your mental state will start improving but it needs to be like a physical act every day yeah i need to just like bite the bullet because i was talking to my mom i was like i was like i think i'm gonna do a month because i was thinking about it i have not been completely sober since i was like 16 17 like i haven't gone a day without like some sort of like nicotine like weed whether it be like i don't really smoke like that but like nicotine weed like alcohol like i have not been like sober since i was 16 17 
And like, what the fuck am I like sober? What do I eat like? What do I sleep like? Like, I know nicotine fucks with my sleep. I know it fucks with the way I eat. I was like, what would I be like if I like, if I don't get thirsty as thirsty as I would have been? Like, I don't drink enough water. Like, I was like, what would I, what would I be like if I was completely like stone cold sober and like didn't and just was like, like what would happen? I said I thought too with nicotine. That means I haven't been sober since I've been fourteen. You haven't been sober. Whoa. Like what? Like it's like the way you like like the way it affects Ooh. your eating so much. Like I mean, I can only eat like a little. That's why bit. I started it. Yeah, I can only. Was to not eat. <laughs> yeah, you only and it fucks with your sleep too. Like you don't get as deep like. Maybe that's why my sleep's so fucked up, dude. You don't but. get like as deep of sleep, like, you know, like I'll sleep with it clutched in my hand. Like I, there's like a, it's like I'll sleep with it in my hand. Me. Like I can't. I'm, stand at least. Nah. She gets she's, a little. She's 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 locked up. Like she's locked she's up. locked in, man. But I mean, I think I wanted to do like a month or like two months, and maybe if I do seventy five hard, which I've been thinking about doing it because I've been following. Do it then. Like I've I'll been think thinking about, it, about it. I've been thinking about it, and I'm just like, what would happen? Like what would happen if I just like said fuck you and just did my own thing for two months and just like just did it? Like what would happen? I think some good things would happen. Yeah. There's Probably. nothing bad that come, come out of it. It's just the fact that I'm going to have to be so uncomfortable. You can't and grow I unless you're uncomfortable. But I hate, like like I said, I have a control issue. Like, I hate, like, not feeling in control. And, like, because I was going to do it where I do, like, a social media cleanse. Like, delete Snapchat, Instagram, like, everything. Like, ghost. And just, like, do my thing for two months. And, like, talk to people I want to talk to. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at you. He's just, like, stupid. And the way you just looked at him, you were, like... <laughs> well, because I knew he was doing some stupid like, shit over there. But, yeah. I mean, do it, though. Don't don't disrespect your own boundaries. Because you're teaching yourself that you were a pushover even within yourself. And use your support system as accountability. I'm more than happy to yell at you any day. I'm sure, okay. Kate, I'm sure Kate will <laughs> yell at you. Jacob will yell at you. I mean, this is what people wow, are for. They're really supposed to hold to you accountable. Yeah. Facts. You got to yeah. use your resources around you. I mean, people are there for a reason, but a lot of time you just neglect it right in front of you. It's just going to suck because, like, if I do that, I have to let go of the life I've been living for the last, like, I'll year do it with you. But your life is a lot like the way that, <laughs> like, your friends here are like, me and like Jacob and Cam and like your siblings about and it. stuff. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> literally about it. Like you have like two friends. Basically. I have 50. That I'm but how many of those friends are your real friends? Right, but it's just like, that's like the life that I'm used to living. Like the going out and seeing them and then texting them and like hanging out with them and like all that stuff. Like that's like a part of like the, my life that I'm going to have to say like, I can't, I can't see you anymore. Because like when I see you, I drink or when but I how see how valuable you, is a friendship if they can't support what you want to do. It's not, it's not that they wouldn't support me. It's that I have to. you can't be around them and you have to drink around them. You know what I mean? Because I've had friends like that where it's like, yeah. I, if I'm around them, I'm going to party. I'm gonna, they're really only party friends. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, is that, are you willing enough to give up the things you want in your life for those people? The people that aren't, you know, you'll you make party new friends. You're real friends. Like, no, and I will make new friends. And it's just like. But I, it's, it's scary. just the letting it's go. Like I have to let go, and I have to be like, I can't control. And that's the thing. Like I can't. Like when I go out, like I know certain people are gonna be there. I have to watch people and see what they're doing. Like I feel like I have to like babysit. Like I remember like I got in a car accident one time, 
And I was like, I have to go home so I can go out so I can make sure he doesn't do something I don't want him to do. Like, I oh, have to yeah, know yeah. that, like, what he, like what they're doing, what they're up to. Like, I have to be able to, like, have that self, like, part of control. Because if I at least know what's going on, like, I feel better about it. Whether it's bad or worse. Like, I have to be able to, like, say, okay, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what's going on. Like, I don't, I don't want to know anymore. And getting to that point where I'm like, I want to let you go. And I want to like, just let, like, I have to just be done for myself and getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm letting you go. Your life and my life don't go together anymore. And like, I want something better for myself. And being able to choose that I want something better and not having something that I want that's so comfortable. Yeah. Because, like, it's comfortable. It's easy. Like, I don't have to try. It feels like home. It feels like where I'm supposed to be. It's not. But it feels like that. So being able to choose, like, hey, I'm going to leave this for something better and not knowing when that better is going to be, that's why, like, I won't actually do it. It's because, like, I don't want to let go. I think it's scary, too. It's scary. And, like, I don't want to let go. Well, the important part is, is that the price of your new life will cost you your old one. That's a price that I don't know if I'm willing to pay. It's either that or you, you live in this home. state forever. Yeah. It's just like, when's that payday going to come? Like, when's that cash out going to come? Here, like, here's the worst, here's the 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 worst thing that could happen for you. Here's the worst thing that could happen. You are you right now for the next 65 years and nothing changed. And you look back on everything and think, wow, I could have been so much more. You can get to the end of your life and get confronted by whatever's there, whatever the fuck it is. And it can show you the person that you were meant to be, the person that was really there the entire time and you chose to go the route that felt comfortable. And I mean, the payout also, like, I'm so into the fuck, my payout's gonna be fuck. Like, I'm so, you know I mean? Like, I've given up on the whole, you know, crazy part of your- But you've lived. Like, yeah, you've but, done- Yeah, and I've given up on it, but it's, it's terrifying. And I'm still waiting for that payout of- and only thing I've, you know, I have grown from it. Like, I feel like emotionally I've matured a lot. I feel like I've learned a lot. And uh, I really value deep connections now. Yeah. But, like, in the same, I literally have you two that are, like, not my family. That's my friends. My other friends of all over the world. Yeah. Another world. Country. And it's something that, yeah, if I went out every fucking weekend, of course, I'd make, you know, like, drinking friends, whatever. I'm still waiting for that payout. But I know at the end of the line, I wouldn't want to be who I was even six months ago or two months ago who I was. When I was with Max, I hated that person. I, I hated myself when I was with him. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I gave up on our friendship, literally, because, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I regret that, and I hate myself for and that. you're lucky I love you enough to come back. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, and I am, but, you know, and I've, I fucked up in those ways, and I hate that I've done that, and those are something I still have to, like, forgive myself for, because I I've, I've hate that I did that to people. But now that I'm doing it, I'm still waiting for that payout, bro. And it takes... What do you mean by payout? Like, when, like I just, you know, like the, all the things I want in my life are going to come. The new version of myself, the person I want to be is going to be there. That's what I mean by payout. And, like, I don't think, like, Matthew McConaughey said at one time, he's like, who's your hero from now? And my hero is myself in 10 years. And myself in 10 years. And myself yeah. in 10 years. Because, like, you're never going to be... Honestly, it's never going to come. But I know, like, I'm a hell of a lot better than I was six months ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not good. Like, six months ago, oh, my God. Like, I had nothing going for me. Like, I was, like, 20 pounds lighter. Like, didn't eat. Like, wouldn't. Like, all I did was, like, party. All I did was sleep. Like, I didn't even, like, I didn't. I wasn't even a human six months ago. Like, 
like you saw me dude I was dumb bad like I was fucked up like I was really really bad and I'm so proud of myself for like the growth that I've had but like I still let people who hurt me come back in my life and I have to get to the point where I'm just like I love myself too much to be with somebody who devalues me like you do and like that's the place that I have to get to where like I simply say okay that's enough and like I've it's gotten to that point like it took like with me and my like ex of four years like it took me five years and he did some horrible things like physically sexually emotionally verbally like abused me like in every possible way you can be abused he did it to me and like that was four or five years of my life since I was 15 like that's like that was what I knew as love and like that's why I am like it kind of comes back to him like my parents but like that is that is all I'm used to so when something along that comes better because there is somebody in my life that like I could tell him right now like like hey let's date and he would treat me like a princess like he opens every door doesn't like I don't have to lift a finger pace for everything listen to me talk for hours like is literally like prince charming on paper like six foot four like beautiful man he's I could not ask for somebody better. He's been waiting for me since I was 15. And I can't, there's just something about it where like I don't want to be with him. Yeah. And I don't well, know what it is and I wish I could, but like he's everything I could want and there's just not the connection. And I have a connection with somebody who treats me like a piece of shit and cheats on me all the time. I'm like, oh, I want that one. Like, what? Yeah. Well, we're at a, I was gonna say, we're at an hour 22. I think. Shit, we got time on this bitch. We do, we should, we should, Two closing thoughts. I think the first one is let's circle back in a week and see if this did anything. Okay. Let's figure out if you actually made me change. <laughs> oh my God, I'm coming back on the podcast. Y'all want me back? Well, even back. Well, I'm just saying we also just send a, a group text and be like, hey, how's it? Doesn't... You're like, yeah, fuck you. You're never doing a podcast again. <laughs> Give me the... I'll just come in when you're filming and we'll have like a 15 minute check in. We'll, we'll just, just check in. Like there, there's some kind of accountability. Kate, yeah. you talk to her more than I do, but. Do the thing. And then the lastly, there's a quote that I love that I think is always applicable to these situations. And it's how to tell the difference between liking something and loving something. If you like a flower, you pick it. If you love a flower, you water it. <laughs> Look at she <laughs> I just did. <laughs> You're going to see the tape. I, I just quoted all what you did. She with, did. She did. Like that. You love it. <laughs> it's a great quote. But great quote. just think on that and I think. <laughs> Things might be a little more clear.